On this week's episode, I sat down with Matthew Faraci. Mr. Faraci is an accomplished writer, producer, and marketing expert who has helped perhaps hundreds of creatives develop innovative strategies for releasing their work to the marketplace. Matthew and I sit down to discuss marketing, Christian media, as well as his new show, Frankly Faraci, which can be found on the Dove channel. And perhaps my favorite part is Matthew tells me why I should have been a jazz artist, and he even gives me a new nickname, Dr. Smooth. And with that, here is Matthew Faraci. How you doing, Matt? I'm awesome, brother. How are All you doing? All right. I am doing well. So we just got connected here at NRB, but we've been tied in online for a little bit here. We have a few mutual friends. Including the elusive Billy <laughs> Hallowell. Billy, Billy is- if you're listening, <laughs> dude, there's nothing we can do to get your attention. And by the way, I've been trying to get on the Church Boys podcast, and you know what? I don't, you know, I got to tell you this. I've been on the church boys podcast. Yeah, so, I it, mean, that's a whole nother strike against like him getting, too. It's like getting an Oscar. <laughs> it really was. Um, he gave it to the wrong guy. Maybe. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So Matthew, you are a guy and I've been able to watch you over the last couple of days here, interact with people and with some of our team. And you are a high efficient machine. You have a lot going on. <laughs> I do have a lot going on. Yeah. Now, so tell us a little bit about what you do and we'll dive into that some more. Yeah. So I have a show coming out next month on Dove Channel, March 21st, everybody. Dove Channel is available on Roku, Apple TV, anywhere that's digital. Think of Netflix, but without the trash. Good. It's called Frankly Farachi. And the idea of the show is to interview people who are doing amazing things And they're inspired by their faith. Their faith is the foundation behind what they do. And you may not even know that about them, but those are the kind of stories that we hope to uncover. And we interview them in places where they feel really comfortable. So the first episode is with the legendary piano guys. If you don't know who they are, that's because you've been living under a rock. And uh, if you do know who they are, good for you. But if you don't know who they are, they're famous for, in 2012, they did a video that was a Coldplay cover where they dropped a grand piano on top of a cliff using a helicopter. And that's how they made the video. There's no other way to get up there. The piano boys. The piano guys. (laughs) The piano guys, yes. They have, I don't know, six, nine million followers on Facebook. They played at the inauguration. Features actually four guys, but the the two that everybody sees as a piano player and a cellist. Okay. And um, the most blow your mind kind of music. And they're very faithful guys. Cool. So it's those kind of people that we're highlighting. Anybody else that you've had a chance to sit down with in that show yet? Oh yeah. A bunch of people. Propaganda. I'm sure a lot of you love propaganda. He's a hip hop artist who is uh, wow. That guy has a cause and a mission. What's inside with Dan, a YouTube channel that if you're parents, of course, you know what's inside with Dan because every kid loves what's inside with Dan. <laughs> so many people we've had the chance to sit down with. And right now my brain is drawing a blank, but I'm sure I'll get it. And then we've got a lot of other people that, we want to hit in the next round. Studio C is another sketch comedy group. You'll be familiar with Studio C because there was a famous video where a soccer goalie is getting a ball smashed repeatedly off his face. Scott Sterling, and that's Studio C. They're completely family friendly. They don't do any comedy that's not clean and appropriate for the family. Wow. So those are the kind of stories we want to tell. Very you know? cool. And I think it's important because there is this view 
perpetuated. I don't want to sound like, you know, I don't want to blame the media. There's a, there's a lot of that going on, but there's this view of people of faith that they're kind of either Ned Flanders, you know, too good, yep. goody two shoes, holier than thou, or sort of judgmental, angry. And those aren't the people I know. I mean, I know a couple people like that, but we all do. But most of the faithful people I know are awesome. Yeah. You know, like Lucas Bonnells, <laughs> who, come on, guys, he should be a jazz star, right? <laughs> um, right? Totally should be a jazz star. He's even got the voice. I, I might pick it up in my, in my later years. Yeah. So I do play a mean harmonica. That's a little fun fact there. Matt, let me ask you this. I've seen your bio. You've written for or contributed for some major, major publications mm-hmm. in your past. The show that you're discussing right now, it's not like just something you came up with overnight. There's been a lot of career leading up to that. So what was your former life like before, frankly, Farachi? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I started as a journalist and you never get that out of you. You know, when you start as a journalist, you're curious, you want to know things, you want to dig things, you want to uncover things. And really, I think in some ways, a good journalist tells stories, Yeah. right? I always loved NPR for that because there's some shows on NPR where you could listen and you hear some kind of slice of life story that you'd never hear. And you go, wow, that's really interesting, you know? And so I always had that kind of curious mind. And then I was also in politics and I did that for a long time. And so being in that world, I worked with a lot of people who were people of faith and were doing things that were important. And they had a sort of more expansive view of life that they needed to do something to make the world a better place. So I've long admired those people. Yeah. And where I got into the sort of cultural stuff is I heard a guy give a talk. It was actually Andrew Breitbart, interestingly. He gave a talk and he said that politics is downstream from culture. I'll never forget he said that. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, well, the culture is in bad shape. I just felt led. I was like, Lord, I want to be a part of that about trying to infuse something different into the culture, you know? And what he was really saying is that if we're frustrated with our political system, it's simply a reflection of who we are. Now, that, that's a real indictment, right? Because people have some pretty harsh words for the political system, but then you got to point the finger back at yourself. And because, you know, we get the kind of leaders that reflect who we are. Yeah. And that means, by the way, sometimes we get great people yep. too. So I'm not here to, to trash all people in the political space because I actually think that's really unfair. But the fact is that there is a lot of challenges in our culture. There's a lot of strife. There's a lot of conflict. And as people of faith, my goodness, we really should be focusing on how to bring people together. Mm. Authentically, not, I don't mean that as a cliche. Right. I mean, if we really have love in our hearts, we should be able to bring people together. That yep. is, should be the hallmark of what we do. Yeah. Right. So I'm sorry. I hate stepping into. No, I mean, you, what you're really talking about, I mean, it's what the, the, the gospel is about reconciliation. Yes. You know, I mean, that's a central component to the gospel. I see it as just like God through Christ is bringing people together. And all we have to do is kind of get them in that stream. It's just a byproduct. Unity is a byproduct of fellowship, you know, with Christ. And I think that that can happen as a, uh, a lead in, you know, even when people are still in the world and through some of these things that you're talking about to be able to lead them to that spot. So I think that, you know, what you're bringing up there is really, really critical for this time. And it's important, too, because I think in the church, if I can refer it to it that way, Lucas, in the church, there's been an established order that's been going on for a while. And this is not age discrimination on my part, but 
there needs to be new voices sure. and fresher voices. And I don't mean that in the sense of relevance. I mean that in the sense of understanding the culture into which you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And there's a lack of that, yeah. you know, but you know, my hope is to uncover people like that. So I'll give you an example. I go to a barber shop on Melrose Ave in, in LA. And just for the okay. listening base, if you haven't if you haven't seen Matthew Ferracci, he's got quite the beard. So it's it's but it's well manicured. So yeah, I thank I, you. Yes. I, I want to thank my barber. <laughs> I want to thank my barber. I've always wanted to. We'll post to do an that. affiliate link for the barber. Yes. But I go to this barber shop and you know, if anybody's ever been to Melrose, it's kind of a rough and tumble place, lots of tattoo shops, not a place that your average Christian thinks is a is a place to hang out. And what these guys do in this barbershop is they have this massive speaker and they blare all kinds of music from it, which frankly, and I can say frankly, uh, (laughs) is not my kind of music, right? And so one day I grabbed the guy's phone and I said, hey, let me play you something. So I went to Spotify, pulled up propaganda. I started playing his music and they were like, this is legit. Like this stuff is really, really good. And they also, they listen to the words and they pick up on up the fact that they're like, this guy's an activist. Like he's mm, got a cause. Yeah. He's trying to do something. And I almost cried because I was so touched by the way that God uses people to speak into the culture right? in all different facets of where the culture is, mm-hmm. right? And so Prop can speak to a whole generation of young people who ain't going to listen to me. Yeah. But what he has to say, because it's authentic and it's real and because he's actually from the streets and he actually grew up in a rough neighborhood and all that, what he has to say resonates with people, right? And that's an example of God can use anybody to speak into any place in the culture. Yeah, you know? no, it's good. Like so, you in the jazz community, Lucas. <laughs> yes, my growing jazz ministry. Yeah. So let me ask you a couple things. You know, this show is really about not just hearing what people are doing, but really kind of getting to the heart of who they are and in some ways how they do what they do, because I think that's often missed. We're in a place surrounded by journalists right now. They're doing these 15 minute buzz interviews and it's hard to get to the meat of this I know, in there. I know. And so I see you and you're interacting, you know, you know, half at least of NRB, I think, as you're walking around here. People are going, Matthew, hey, how's it going? And give maybe the listeners a relational principle for the business guy networking, for the sales guy, for the lady that's just moved to a new city and she's trying to make friends. Give us a relational tidbit or kind of just wisdom nugget here that you put into practice on a daily basis. I am a big fan of my friend Devon Franklin. And the reason I love Devon is because he's excellent Mm. He does a lot of things. He's a pastor. He's an author. He's an actor. He's a TV personality. He's a producer, whatever. But the point is that whatever Devon does, he will not do anything that is not excellent. Yeah. And I think that excellence is something that is missed. Mm. And excellence is something that people overlook. So when you meet people that you're thinking of doing something with, like when I met you, Locus, I was like, okay, this guy's on, he's on the ball, right? Yeah. Look for excellence yeah. because excellence will always take you somewhere. I think that's the first thing because, and also if you're excellent, you're going to be picky and darn it, that's okay. Yeah. Um, people will push back on me because I will say, Hey, that is not good enough. I'm not looking for perfection. 
Mm-hmm. But it does have to be excellent, or I'm not going to do it. This is a big, know? this is a big misunderstanding that I see about the message of grace, and that's a space that I'm in a lot. But what I see is that when you, as a leader, you say, "Hey, I think we can do better." I've had people push back and say, "Well, that doesn't sound very grace oriented." And you know, grace is something that God gives us, but on a horizontal and that in a vertical realm, we need grace because I have nothing to offer God other than just Christ in me. Right? It's, that's really what we are thriving through and are saved by, but from a horizontal realm with each other, I can't just rely on this grace card that, well, I'm sorry I'm late to work, or I'm sorry I I missed that email, or those things. I mean, I've watched you sin. I mean, you might be great marriage therapy for me, because now when my wife says, hey, you're on your phone a lot, I can say, but I'm not on my phone as much as Matthew Faraci. Oh, good Lord, (laughs) now you just got me in trouble with my wife, who, that is a, that is a, uh, you know, she's always like, honey, put down the phone. I know. But Uh, but what I've seen is that, love you, honey. Is as soon as somebody says something to you, as soon as you tell somebody, you're right away shooting that email off so that you're not waiting, it's not getting missed. Talk to us about kind of that diligence and the, some of those principles that you use and just follow through. Well, first of all, when you talk about people rationalizing sloppiness with grace, I need God's grace to forgive and love those people because, <laughs> boy, does that, I'm like, oh, grace is... Grace just means that God accepts you for your flaws. It doesn't mean he has dropped his standards. Sure. If you call yourself a Christian, that means that you should be at the forefront of excellence, right? Mm. You should be doing the best stuff. Yeah. You should be doing the most innovative stuff because God has all of the great innovative ideas, right? Everything comes from him. Nobody has an original idea. It's just that God has given them an insight that it already exists that now he is revealed to them. And so for people to be like, oh yeah, that's the secular world, but we're the Christian version. What the heck is that? Right. right? I mean, it, we should okay. be leading the charge. We should be leading the charge. Yeah. So part of excellence is really being on top of details and doing what you say you're going to do. So when I meet you guys and I say, I'm going to connect you to so-and-so, I do it right away because you know what? I'm going to forget. And I know I'm going to forget and I need to keep my word. And my yeah. word says, I just told you I was going to connect you. I'm not going to say something that I'm not going to do. So I'm going to follow through on that and take care of that. And I think that's a lesson for people. Just don't make a promise that you can't keep. Mm. If you can't send an email right away, that's cool. Like if that's not your skill set, that's cool. Just don't say you're going to do it. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things in terms of excellence that I look for is with people that work for me or people that I work for or with is I'm looking for, do they do what they say they'll do? They said they were going to follow through. Did they? If they don't, yeah. then that's my first sign that, and this is just another thing. When I worked in Washington for a long time, I made a covenant with God, which was, I don't care how important somebody is. Cause in Washington, it's all about what circle you run in. Oh, he works for Senator so-and-so, or he works for the vice president or he works for whoever. I don't care what circle they run in or how important they are. If I don't see them as good people, I'm not going to work with them. Right. Or I'm not going to go out of my way to work with them. I would rather work with somebody who is a thoroughly good, excellent, upstanding person who may be quote unquote irrelevant because God will make that person relevant. Mm. Right. But I'm not going to chase people that look important. Yeah. You know? 
If you enjoyed what you've heard so far on the Lucas Miles Show, I hope so. But if you are somebody who's out there and you're going, I need more of this, well, I have some good news for you. If you go to the App Store, you can download an app called the Oasis Network for Churches. That's the Oasis Network for Churches. And it is a free podcast, and you can listen to my Sunday morning sermons, messages. Uh, there's free videos on there, all sorts of goodies. And you can also live stream the Sunday morning services at the church that I speak at, which is Oasis Church in Granger, Indiana. And uh, you can visit that through the App Store. And now back to our guest on The Lucas Miles Show. That's important. I think people don't think about that in the Christian world, but you and I know enough of these influencers to know that, I mean, we could be in a great conversation with somebody and then somebody bigger walks in the room and it's kind of who, you know, and, they, and they're on to that next person. I think that is a character flaw issue in people or a character development issue that still needs to happen where people are looking for man to elevate them. So they need to always get to the next bigger person rather than trusting God to really grow them and enlarge them and grow them that favor oh, with people. Gosh, yes. And you know what? That's something I'm not good at, by the way, is you really do have to learn for those type A personalities like me who are the biggest challenge I've had in my faith is slowing down mm. and going at the Lord's pace, right? He's not in a crazy rush. He's not going slow either. He's got a certain sure. pace and that pace is right for everybody. And if I could physically see him, I'm sure he'd be grabbing me by the shirt collar a lot of times and going, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Take a minute. Pause. Right? Because that's not a place of faith for me in the sense that we tell ourselves, oh, if I work harder, I can make it happen. Sometimes that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes you got to work right. Right. And you got to work smart. You know, you can wear yourself out and not be successful. People do it all the time. Mm. Right? So it's been another huge lesson, ongoing yep. <laughs> grace lesson for me. <laughs> I always say that God moves at the speed of faith, you know, and I think that there's a lot in there. And, you know, it's interesting, the Hebrew word for, you know, when it says wait on the Lord, it actually implies two basically strands of like, say, rope wrapping around each other until they are indistinguishable from one another. And so it carries with it this notion that when we really wait on God, we're going to get to the place to where we can't even tell any longer what's his thoughts and what's our thoughts because they're the same thought. And I think that that's so crucial to what you're talking about wow, and making sure that we're not, uh, that we're not just, you know, uh, moving ahead aimlessly that we're really getting in tune with where he's at. Speaking, brother Miles. <laughs> speaking of, I mentioned Hebrew here, you have some Jewish roots. Yep. Talk to us about that a little bit. What's interesting to me is the fact that there should be, and this is sort of my heart, is that there would be a greater relationship between the Jewish and Christian communities, because they both come from a biblical worldview. In paradigm, yeah. Yeah, I think that is happening, but I think that it needs to happen more. And I think one of the ways that that, that can particularly happen is, as Paul wrote, right? Paul talks about this concept of grafted in and all that kind of stuff, is a recognition in the sort of Christian community as to where their roots are. Yeah. You know? Because a lot of people forget that Christianity itself was started Mm -hmm. as a completely Jewish faith and that the question in the book of Acts was, hey, how do you merge these two together? How do you bring these Gentiles on board? 
And so that's just a personal passion of mine is to see more of that relationship. Yes. And also I would just say broader than that, people that share those kind of values, I think they need to have relationship. People get stuck in their little sort of theological ghettos, mm-hmm. if I can use that word. You know, whether you meet somebody who's Mormon or Southern Baptist or, and I'm not making a universalist statement. I'm not saying people have to agree theologically, but my goodness, there's so many common values and shared values that there should be more bridges built. Yeah. I mean, the takeaway is there, let's find what we can agree upon, you know, and try to work together the best we can. Yeah. There's a ton. And like, for instance, at Dove Channel, the emphasis is family friendly programming. Really? I I always tell people in Hollywood who are like, family friendly, really? Tell me about that. You know, I ask them, show me an atheist who says, you know what? (laughs) There should be more sex, drugs, and rock and roll and the things my kids watch. (laughs) It just isn't the case. I mean, that is such a universal value. Yeah, that's good. And why can't we build bridges there? You got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know? No, that's really good. Okay. So we're almost out of time. You mentioned Dove Channel again. So let's come back. Tell us where we can watch the show, when we can watch it, those things. So, frankly, Farachi, March 21st on Dove Channel. Dove Channel is available on all the common digital platforms that you're used to. For those of you that don't know, it's an app similar to Netflix. You go on there, you can watch it. It's called Frankly Farachi. And the idea is to, in some sense, Lucas, do what you're doing that is give people an opportunity to share what's important to them and what's on their heart Mm. and not the two second. Yeah. Quick thing. I'm sick of the two second quick thing. Yeah. You know, I want to know these people and what drives them. And so that's why I think what you're doing is so super important. Mm -hmm. And hopefully Billy Hallowell will pay attention to to us. (laughs) So, um, Billy, we love you. (laughs) How can people connect with you online? Yeah. So at frankly, Farachi is all our, Handles. And, okay. Oh, and I should probably spell Farachi because people are going to be like F E R R F A. Yeah, it's F as in Fenway Park for all of you Red Sox fans. I'm a Red Sox up. fan, so yes. For all of you Yankees fans, too bad. <laughs> That's F as in Fenway Park, A R A C I. So it's frankly Farachi, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever at frankly Farachi. But also our website is franklyfarachi.com. So. Awesome. It's all frankly for Matthew, thank you very much for being on the program. We need to have you back on, dive a little deeper in this. I know there's a whole other world of things that you do as well. I'd love to dive into. I'd like to be back for the Lucas Miles Greatest Hits Album (laughs) tour. (laughs) So when you do release your Greatest Hits Album, I want to be a part of that. We can have Billy play drums. (laughs) (laughs) We love Uh, you, Billy. Matt, thanks for being on. Okay, bye. Thank you. If you've enjoyed listening so far to the Lucas Miles Show, then I would like to invite you to head over to my website at lucasmiles.org. That's lucasmiles.org. And there you can find all sorts of goodies like my ebook, Unstoppable Grace, as well as my book, Good God. Also, if you haven't yet gone to lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter, you can go there and you can download a super secret chapter x we're calling it that didn't make it into good god but i think it's got all sorts of great material and resources for you so in the topic of that chapter is the story of authority so make sure and head over there and grab that it's at lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter and please let us know what you think